Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going. You know, it always does. <laughs> well, it does. We have we have our first fake spring of the year. Yeah. We get a lot of fake springs in Idaho. Idaho loves to toy with our hearts. We've had like high 40s the last couple of days. Everything's mm -hmm. melting. Blue sky, oh. sun. In a couple of days, we're supposed to get a whole bunch of snow. <laughs> so, the pigs have been so happy. Oh, yeah, I bet they have. They've spent a lot of time outside. We, Some of our, like under our pine trees and stuff, don't get, uh, don't really get snow no matter what. And so there's always bare spots. But it's been warm mm -hmm. enough that they've been out laying in the sun, laying under the pine trees, just happy oh, as hell. Yeah, I bet. So, boo to snow, because they will be very grumpy about that. I know. I was seeing on the, on the like seven day forecast yeah it's coming back rude so it's it's spring again mm -hmm. well it's the first one and there will be many more i'm sure that's true <laughs> and we're always like oh maybe it's warming up because we're stupid we've lived our whole lives and we know for sure <laughs> that is not the case but you know yeah dare to dream we always oh. we always have hope right before it's dashed <laughs> well, this is our Tuesday episode, and we do have some true crime to get to. Uh -huh. So, Katie, you're going to kick it off for us with some WTF news. Yeah. This is a wild story that I had never heard before. Maybe some of you other true crimers have, but this is the story of Muriel McKay. Hmm. So, Muriel... Mur Muriel McKay was kidnapped in 1969 uh, out of London. Okay. She was mistaken to be Rupert Murdoch's wife, then wife. She was actually the wife of Rupert Murdoch's deputy. Uh, okay. Oh, so like they thought that they were. Uh, okay, I understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the kidnappers, kidnappers thought she was. Yeah. Uh, they took her to a farmhouse and held her uh, and they were asking for a million dollars. And uh, eventually they realized that she was not who they thought she was, uh, mm -hmm. but she never came home. And eventually they found the men that killed her, their brothers, and their names were Arthur Hossein and... Nizamuddin, and they were both jailed for life in her kidnap and murder. Well, eventually, uh, Arthur died, and Nizamuddin was finally released uh, after serving his term, and he was sent back to Trinidad, where they're from. There have been many attempts to find Muriel McKay's body, many. And unfortunately, oh, okay. Arthur and Nismudin have told a lot of different stories over the years about mm. what happened to her. And the, the going story that they've kind of stayed with is that uh, they didn't kill her. She actually died of natural causes while she was in their care uh, because of her great distress over being kidnapped 
and she was watching on TV, her daughter sobbing on the news, begging kidnappers to bring her mother back when she collapsed and died. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. sure Jan. They, they didn't hurt her. No. Ever. How could they have? Why would they have hurt her? I mean, isn't that what they were there to do? Right. My God. But the family has never really had full closure because mm. they've never been able to bury her. And it wasn't that long ago that the police opened up another search for her body at that farmhouse and still came up with nothing. Wow. So last weekend, some family of Muriel actually traveled to his home, to Nismuddin's home, uh, and visited him and had a face-to-face -face meeting with him. Whoa. So it's Muriel's daughter, who's now 83 years old, and her oh grandson, who's 59. Yeah. He was only six when this happened. Oh, my God. And they traveled clear to the Caribbean to meet him and sit with him. And he told them, maybe, he says that he knows exactly where she's buried. And told her exactly where on the property they should be able to find Muriel's body. But the guy who owns the property said he's absolutely not allowing any more searches on his property without the express uh, permission and request from the police. And the police thus far are saying this isn't enough to go on. They've heard lots of stories from this guy, so they're just not that interested in hearing another one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He says, Nismadine says that it is, uh, her, she's buried two feet from the hedge. That's where the body is. But I mean, if he's lied about it so many times before, but what's the harm in checking, really? Right, right. So if he says... Give this old woman some peace, come on. Right. So he says that... Uh, they just panicked when she died in their custody and they didn't know what else to do. So they buried her, which again, bullshit. I yeah, refuse I to believe that, but that's way too uh, easy. But at any rate, uh, so now they are hoping to get an attorney to help compel the authorities to issue a search warrant and at least search the spot. He showed her on photographs exactly where the body is. It's two feet from a hedge uh, behind a barn. So I'm hoping um, for the family, they at least allow them to search that spot for at least for their closure. But very interesting story. I had never heard that story before. I hadn't either. Wow. That's really sad. But this poor woman in her 80s would still really like some closure about what actually happened to her mother. Right. I, I That I can totally get. And if he lied about it, he needs to go back to prison. What a dick. Right. Right. I'm really I, hoping I just he didn't. Think, but... I don't think you should be able to get out of prison if you've never given up the actual location of the body and the body's been found. That's my personal feeling on that is that why should mm -hmm. you be released? I think that's a good In thought. a situation like that. Like why? Mm -hmm. That should be a condition of release is that mm -hmm. like by the time you're out of here, you better have told us where we're going to find this person. Yeah, for sure. So we'll keep an eye on it, but I'm hoping that, uh, the police uh, are compelled to do so and get a search warrant out there and that they help her find her mom. 
Yeah, me too. Wow. That's sad. Yeah, isn't that wild? And also that uh, they thought they were kidnapping Rupert Murdoch's wife. And didn't. And then, oh, yeah, so sad. Idiots. And then didn't know what to do. Sounds like they kept her for a, a hot minute before she died or was killed or whatever. But that is uh that is an epic dumb criminals that truly. still ended in tragedy. Mm-hmm. Truly. Well, yeah. All righty. Well, I'm gonna kick the mic back over to you for our main case. All right, yes. <laughs> So our main case does already have at least a somewhat good uh, outcome or news. This is, uh, I'm talking about the case of the murder of Kelly Black and her five-year-old Leela Black, who after what is believed to be her father murdered her mother, he went on the run with her. This is Leela, she's five. Oh. And there's been a, there was an Amber Alert issued for this little girl. And that's what caught my attention because we've just had the uh, Jeremy Best case here. Right. The, uh, the same situation happened and the child was found deceased. Right. So this is Byron Black. So let me tell you kind of the story of what's going on here. So... Leela Black's mother, Kelly, she was found shot uh, at a home in Princeton, Kentucky over the weekend. Oh. Was a, there was a, a um, welfare check called into the police to check on this family. Okay. Um, I, we don't know yet, like, who called that in. I, that I can find that no one's saying yet who called that in. But when the police got there, uh, they found that Kelly had been shot in the back of the head and the police ruled her death a murder. Wow. Well, unfortunately, no one had seen Byron or Leela since oh my gosh. that time. Actually, they hadn't been uh, heard from since Friday, January 26th, so last Friday. Mm -hmm. um, police issued the Amber Alert on Monday morning, so yesterday. Okay. And they marked uh, Byron Black as being uh, armed and dangerous. So they were very concerned about the safety of little Leela. Yeah. They well should be. Well, in uh, searching for the car, uh, it was a 96 Chevy Silverado. So the pickup, actually, that had a yeah. California license plate. They did eventually find him and Leela. And Leela was safe. Wow. So... Leela is safe now, and Byron has been arrested and is in custody awaiting uh, charges of first-degree murder of his wife, Kelly. That poor little girl. My God. No, I, I cannot imagine what she may have witnessed mm -hmm. and then take on the run with her dad like that. I cannot imagine how scary mm -hmm. that possibly was. But oh. they did find him. They actually found them in Princeton, Kentucky. So they hadn't even gotten out of the city before they were located. So that's good news. And we'll be keeping an eye on this. We don't know a lot of background yet about Byron or about Kelly or mm -hmm. why any of this went down. But anytime there is a murder of a parent and the other parent goes on the run with the child, 
that is so scary um, because those kids it don't is. always make it out of that situation alive, as, as we well, well know. No, a lot of times they don't. And yeah. also, I was just thinking about how dangerous it must be <clears throat> for that child during the apprehension of the parent. Right. You know, that he didn't, like, get pulled over and then before the police could get to the window, you know. Right. Take them both out. Take or them something. both out or something. We yeah. don't know exactly um, yet the situation around the arrest, how they how how they took him into custody, but he was taken into custody and they are both alive. So that we know. But there's lots more to come on this, but we're going to follow this. So this is the murder of Kelly Black mm -hmm. from uh, Princeton, Kentucky. Okay. And we'll keep a, keep an eye on it and I'll let you know when uh, we hear more. And with that, Katie, I think you have a crime news update for us. I do. It wasn't too long ago, just a few days ago, that we had uh, heard that there had been uh, an incident on the Mojave Desert in California. Oh, where my gosh. six bodies were yes. found. And the Boy. way this started was that 911 received a call at 8.16 p.m. on Tuesday, January 23rd from someone who said that they had been shot. Mm. And the police, uh, but they didn't know where they were. They said they'd been shot, but they didn't know where they were. And the police mm -hmm. uh, managed to pinpoint their location with their phone. And by that mm -hmm. time, it was dark and it was late. And they found five dead bodies and then the next morning, they found a sixth body. The bodies mm. had all been shot, but were also severely burned. Oh, trying to hide their identity, maybe, or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, dear. So, the uh, San Bernardino Sher County Sheriff's Office uh, have done a press conference. Uh, and now they're saying that they have arrested five people in connection with these homicides. So they at least uh, are figuring out who did it. And they are now saying that they believe this was an illicit marijuana deal gone wrong. Wow. Maybe yeah. more than wrong. Holy shit. Right? Yeah. Now, they aren't they're stopping short of saying that this is like cartel, but they are saying they believe it's organized crime. Oh, wow. Ooh, so that's scary. I think it's a miracle. They found these people. The uh, suspects are yeah. Toniel Baez Duarte, Mateo Baez Duarte, Jose Nicolas Hernandez uh, Sarabia, Jose Gregorio Hernandez Sarabia, and Jose Manuel Burgos Para. Okay. Well, that's so sad. I really feel sad for their families. What a tragic yeah. way to lose so many people. Yeah. So they're still investigating, but they said that they are confident that they have everybody, all of the suspects. Wow. So they've only identified four of the victims. Two of them are, one of them they have not identified. One of them is still being, uh, they haven't found next of kin, so they're waiting the other oh. four are Baldemar, Mondragon, Alabaran, 
Franklin Noel Bonilla, Franklin uh, Dariel Bonilla, and then of course those that they haven't uh, identified or are waiting to notify next of kin. It's just mm. oh sad and shocking. Uh, I feel mm -hmm. really sorry for the first responders that got to show up to this. Oh my God, can you imagine? That's oh. horrific. That many bodies and they've been burned too. God. Well, and what is with the, there's been so many multiples lately. Yes, there have you been. You know, there was the case last week with the kid who shot his whole family, you know, between two houses, killed everybody. Yeah. Uh, there was another case just this week of a man who dressed up in a UPS uniform and broke into a home and killed three adults and in oh front of God. some children. The kids actually lived, but uh, the these mass killings recently are just, there's been a lot. Well, and then the three men in Kansas City. Yeah, and the three men in Kansas City. Yeah, that is still oh. unraveling. Yeah. There's some weird energy in the air right now, man. Yeah, there is. We found out we have another loss in our family. Yes. A, a, a cousin who was found deceased in their vehicle. I couple of days ago oh, yeah yeah and we'd already talked about katie's brother-in-law like what in the hell you guys yeah this is a rough time of year january is a hard is a hard month i've had this conversation with several people in the last few days mm -hmm. january is a hard month and sometimes it comes out in weird ways yeah yes but it just seems like in january people's mental health is more fragile than any other month of the year it yeah it really does and and that sometimes bears out statistically and sometimes it doesn't but it certainly feels that way mm -hmm. well it i really noticed really a, a tweet tonight from uh president joe biden uh urging mm -hmm. people to check on each other and oh. keep an eye on your your people and make sure they're okay and you know reach out for help if you need it it was a real mental health awareness type post and i thought interesting interesting because boy i just we're sure seeing a lot of struggling people right now so we i mean really that, that's you know a continued message to all of you as well to a check on your people yeah. and b if you need help get help reach out call the doctor yes. talk to a friend reach out to somebody if you're having yeah. a hard time because it is we are in a rough time and people are really feeling it yeah it is true it is very true and and yeah definitely if you need help reach out and get it there's nothing wrong with getting help no no and there's nothing to be ashamed of if you need help everybody goes through rough periods oh sure that's sure. part of the human condition mm -hmm. yep absolutely um, and there is help and mm -hmm. More often than not, you're a lot more loved than you know. And sometimes you just need a little extra help to get over the hump. Yeah. Yep. It's true. It's absolutely true. Yep. Well, that's what I've got. All right. Well, that's it for us tonight then. we Our last episode we put out was a long one, a lot of info. So we thought we'd go maybe a little shorter this time because, <laughs> man, there's been a lot going on in court. And I'm sure we'll have more yeah. updates about that uh, tomorrow night on case oh. updates. Well, the continued shenanigans of uh, Shannon Smith over in the... <laughs> Jennifer Crumbly. Yeah. Jennifer Crumbly. I don't know how Jennifer Crumbly doesn't reach over and give her a pop. My God. Uh, yeah. Holy crap. Yes. That is... Today, I'm in court, 
she was voice texting and trying to order some tank tops. Tank tops. And her microphone was on. And her microphone was on. Yeah. And it was her client who told her that her microphone was probably on. Yeah. And she was like, oh, is my microphone on? Oh, sorry. 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 That woman has apologized more in the first four days of this trial than I have heard from most people ever. Yeah. It is has wild. needed to. Mm-hmm. And needed to, for sure. Yeah. Very unprofessional. My God. Mm. Wow. Well, we'll have a lot more about that, I'm sure, as the week goes on. Mm-hmm. We will be dropping uh, here very shortly a couple of new Patreons. So if you are not a patron, you can do that by going to patreon.com. Just search for True Crime Squad. You'll find us. And we do put out two extra episodes a month that are just for our patrons. And there's like three years worth of those out there now that you could really, if you're running out of True Crime Squad content, there's a lot more over on Patreon. (laughs) A lot more. And it's a nominal fee and it helps support us and keep us doing what we're doing. So you might want to check that out. I know I have a pretty funny episode. Uh, You know how I love dumb criminal stories. I've got a couple of home dingers for patreon this month so you are going to want to check that out i'm just saying i like it well mine are all valentine's day murders uh or crimes so interesting yeah valentine's day (laughs) yikes okay well and with that you know what we are the true crime squad thanks for being here take care (laughs) 